Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Today's episode has an enticing title, From Pinterest to PayPal in Three Minutes Flat with Kate Doster. And we are going to talk about how to follow that journey from taking people from Pinterest, getting them to your site, and getting them to buy. Essentially, how to woo the hearts and the wallets of your Pinterest traffic with great copy and easy offers. And I will say in advance, this episode has a lot of ideas and a lot of aha moments that I believe you're going to have throughout listening. So I imagine you might want to listen to it twice, but Kate, our guest, two Kates in this one, goes through the step-by-step system that she uses to really allow her buyers to get to know her through these four strategic elements. And then also, what's the system that she uses within this to continue to nurture her audience and get people to buy? I know as I was listening to this episode today, there were so many really good takeaways for me, especially in the element of offering what you need to, to your audience to really serve them, to make it about them. So make sure you listen all the way to the end because you guys, she has a great freebie for the Simple Pin listeners that she wants to share with you. And she is wicked smart when it comes to copywriting, email marketing. There's so much in this episode. So that's just a little bit of a warning for you. Um, But before we dive into the episode, I want to remind you, if you don't know, that we have the Simple Pin Collective. And the Simple Pin Collective is our Pinterest marketing membership. And one of the things that is so important to me as I teach you all about how to rock Pinterest for your business is that I don't want you to feel overwhelmed, but I also want you to be equipped with who it is that you're serving on Pinterest, how to serve them well, how to create the best images, how to keyword your Pinterest descriptions the right way, how to really get a Pinterest strategy that works for you. You guys know that I've never been one of the people that's going to tell you 10 pins a day at these times doing this to these group boards, X, Y, Z. Why? Because frankly, I've seen too much. I have seen all of these Pinterest accounts. I've worked with over 500, probably over 600 at this time. And I've seen everything under the sun when it comes to Pinterest. And so this membership community is not only about giving you tools, but how to create a strategy that works for you that's going to help build your business over the long term. I would love for you to be part of this community so I can really get in and invest in where you're at in your Pinterest marketing. It includes teaching each month. Teaching each month has about six, five to six videos that I teach on. It's not a huge amount. You're not going to be super overwhelmed. It's probably two hours total. That's on the high side of videos. And we also have a PDF worksheet that goes along with that. It's actually not just a worksheet. It's a couple pages for you to be able to take notes and build an action plan. We have a live coaching call. We have podcast threads where we talk more about these podcasts. You get to ask follow-up questions. Um, You get to help. I help you come up with a game plan um, for what's your biggest takeaways from these podcasts. And then I also do um, a great coaching call with you where you can ask me anything. This is where you guys get me. So the Simple Pin Collective is the place where you can get all of the Pinterest and marketing advice that you need to help move your business forward. There's admins in there, there's mentors in there that we've hand-selected, and there's a ton of other great students. So if you want to join, we would love to have you join. You can cancel at any time. If you just want to try it for a month because you feel like all you have in your budget is a month's worth, go ahead. We're not going to question you if you need to cancel. Again, you can cancel at any time. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash collective and you can find out more information. There's a video of me there talking even more about this, but we would love to have you join us. So again, go to simplepinmedia.com slash collective after this episode is over and we can even talk more about that podcast episode inside the collective. 
All right, so with that, we are going to jump into today's episode. If you want the show notes for this episode, which you will, because she's going to go through a lot of step-by-step stuff, you can go to simplepenmedia.com slash 162. That's where we're going to go through everything she talked about, plus link to the freebie that she offers at the end. All righty, you guys, let's dive in. Hey, Kate, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hello, Kate. I'm <laughs> not going to get confusing at all. Great name. Oh, right. I love it. Okay. I am so excited to talk with you today. We're going to talk about from Pinterest to PayPal in three minutes flat, which is a super catchy title, but that's what I love about it. So before we dive into all of the goodness there, tell me more about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you so much. And first of all, I'm a super fan of the show. And I had said that in my pitch for the podcast. I was just like, oh my goodness, I love you so much. I'm so nervous about talking to you. So I am Kate Doster of katedoster.com and the host of the Inbox Besties podcast, where I give you dangerously actionable advice to turn internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that throw like fistfuls of cash at you for like courses and like coaching and like products, not like anything sketchy on the internet. So really email marketing is my jam. I am a former copywriter, which is with a W and not with an R. And all that really is just a fancy schmancy term for I got paid buku dollars to help people get other people to slap buttons on the internet. That is basically about it. So like I said, I could talk about email and copywriting all day long, guys. It is kind of a sickness. I love it. And I also love, right as you said that, all the sirens started going off. Like it was like, yes, right now is the perfect time because this is so exciting. <laughs> is that how right. it is when you record a podcast, right? That's how it happens. Um, <laughs> it always one is. Of, one of the things I'm super curious about is why did you step away from doing copywriting into moving over to running your own business? Well, I, I can't say that you weren't running your own business before, but like doing email marketing instead of full on copywriting. Okay. So when you're a copywriter, you can do a lot of different projects from long form sales pages. So like if you've ever been on a sales page for like those $2,000 mega courses, that's what's considered a long form sales page. You can also do things like about pages and home pages. And I hated writing about pages and home pages. They were the worst. The projects that I absolutely loved was when we were actually talking about funnels. So funnel is just like a fancy term for your customer journey. So things like a landing page. So if somebody wants to get that free gift that you're going to offer them, what does it say on that page? What does it say on your thank you page? And then almost creating like a little story or a journey for people throughout your emails. And that is the part that I absolutely loved, loved, loved doing it for clients. And I've always been one of those people that like, you know, when you see a friend struggle, you just want to be the person that helps. And so what was happening is I was very big into Facebook groups, like most people were in like, you know, 2016, 17 era. And so people would be posting these landing pages or these emails. And I'm just like, these are all bad. <laughs> so I'd like go in and like edit them or I'd create them a little video. And like, you want to say this, this here. And sometimes you take for granted the skills that you have. So I'm actually way more of a talker than a typer. <laughs> and my fans know this, like I have misspellings. Sometimes it's has instead of had. I think that grammar queens are like, I can't do it. But what's really nice about copywriting is you want to sound conversational. And I'm like, I can talk to people all day long. So when that's sort of the modality that you go into writing, and what was happening is that a lot of people I found were struggling, particularly when it came to email marketing. And I'm like, that's the part that I love doing the best out of all of my jobs. And I think that most service providers, maybe not the Simple Pin podcast, like Simple Pin Media, but for myself, it was just like, I can be helping one person and their audience, which is super amazing, and get paid large amounts of money. Or I can start helping other people's audiences help more and just more of like a ripple effect of impact. And so I'm like, why don't I take everything that I've learned over years and years of doing this and the psychology background and the communications degree and all that funness and actually help like the sort of average, I call them little guy blogger actually learn these skills without having to dedicate years of their life like I did because I was a nerd and I love to see how people work. Mm, totally. And there's so many people who feel like those resources are unreachable because they feel so out. Um, they feel so high level that they're like, I'm never going to get there. So it's almost like they give up before they start trying. So I love that you're bringing it down and going, we can make this work for you. So I'm curious, and I, I didn't add this to the notes, but I was thinking about it as you were talking. When did you start to see Pinterest as something that could help market your business and incorporating it into what you do? 
Okay, so I, I love email marketing, as y'all can tell already, but I also really love teaching and creating content. And so I was creating these blog posts. Um, you know, back in the day, it was a little bit to sort of show off my skills as a copywriter and to also sort of be known in the industry as like, oh, if you want to know stuff about email marketing, go check out Kate. But so I would go ahead and I would pour my blood, sweat, and tears into these blog articles. And then like five people would read them, <laughs> 20 people would read them. And I'm just like, I need more traffic to my website hardcore. And so I think it kind of came down to like a Google thing or like, again, being in Facebook groups and all of the people who identify themselves as quote, just bloggers, which they're not, they're business owners. Like, let's be real guys. Like you are, it's a business. And they're just talking about all of these page views that they're getting from Pinterest. And so like, yep, that is uh, where I need to be. And then I was like, okay, how do I master this? And then I found your podcast. And I'm like, I'm just gonna do everything Kate says. <laughs> Perfect. And has it worked out okay? It has worked out very, very well. And how we have the Pinterest to PayPal three minute flat system that sort of came about because what I found was interesting is a lot of other people, and maybe it's because I'm all true transparency, guys. I am in the helping businesses make money niche, I know. And everyone talks about how Pinterest traffic isn't necessarily sticky. But I feel like when you sort of have this system in place and you're speaking to people like people with your own personality, you really get people that are actively looking for things. I think like in Facebook or even Facebook ads, you're not really on Facebook to like, you know, learn how to do email marketing or to look for chicken recipes. But you go on Pinterest to learn and collect and do. And I'm like, that's like a super captivated audience. And for some reason, in the online money, like coaching market, marketing space, like no one except for the Pinterest marketers are turned on to how amazing Pinterest is. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm all yeah. over guys. Totally. I don't know why you all aren't here, but okay. Mm -hmm. They're more into Instagram or the Facebook ad space because it feels like these quick wins, but yet it's not converting to sessions. So for you and your business, and as it's grown, have you felt like, um, is Pinterest now the bulk uh, I'm assuming as well as Google, is that where you get a lot of the traffic from? Yep, definitely. Pinterest is number one. And like you said, go figure. Google is number two because they do kind of go hand in hand. But I'm like, keywording like a boss. I'm like, okay, Kate's keyword episode. Got to do everything she says there. <laughs> totally. I know. And keywording is one of those things that I feel like it's easy to skip over. And that's probably easy to skip over some of the things we're going to talk about today too. But they're so crucial and significant to growth over time and that you you really need to focus on it and we just want to skip over it and create the pretty pictures and it's like okay i love the pretty pictures on pinterest but let's also add in this keywording like and this is from the show guys and this is going to show you how like out there was at pinterest i was listening to this show the simple fin podcast it never dawned on me that pinterest could not read the words on my image that's why I hadn't been keywording or like, I would just like recopy my title over. I'm like, Oh, Pinterest is never going to know. And like in the online, like marketing niche, it's not like where I think like the Pinterest visual search, Oh, there's a lot of like chicken on here. It must be a chicken recipe. Like my stuff. It's like, it could be used for a myriad of things. So it's like, Oh, they can't read my image. I probably should give them something to index. Yeah. I should probably give them some cues. Right. Yes. Oh. I love it. Well, did you see increased growth after that? I did. <laughs> once I actually good. got my keywording on there. And like, because the click there was already pretty good. But like, once I actually got the keywords in there correctly, and we had like the enticing like titles, if you will, on the pins, it all just started working really, really well. <laughs> so good. I love to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Um, okay, so I'm the three minutes flat Pinterest to PayPal and three minutes flat. Why? Three minutes. Tell me a little bit about your mindset behind that. Okay. One, because I know it happens all the time. And two, and you'll learn this again in copywriting. And again, copywriting is just being able to really express ideas in the way that gets through to the human brain. Because spoiler alert, we're not really logical. Kind of like your doctor or anyone can tell you, you need to exercise three days a week. But do you? No. <laughs> like, like that's logic trying to sell you on the fact you need to exercise. But when somebody comes up to you and you're like, you're obese and now you're borderline have prediabetes. Well, now all of a sudden there's this emotion like, oh my goodness, what's wrong? I've got a disease. I've got to get to the gym. So you got to kind of like realize that sort of aspect of it. And one of those sort of aspects that you can help people with is time. Because everyone is like, I've got no time to do this. It's going to take forever to do this. So when you actually put in a restraint of time, like, okay, in three minutes, this is going to happen. 
even if it takes five, perhaps six, no one's going to mind because you initially get them hooked in with this is the promise. That's why uh, it was very big for a while, you know, learn a language in a weekend. It's like, oh, okay. Because I thought to learn Italian, it's going to take me forever. Or I can learn Spanish in five minutes a day. These things work because humans like to anchor in time. Uh, Okay, that makes sense. So walk us through this process. And maybe let's start with you have like kind of a 1000 foot overview and then go into what the system is really fueled by. Okay, so just that we can talk about the parts. So this is sort of the, the way that we're going here, guys, just to give you is from a user's perspective. So not necessarily the way that we'd build it, but how they see it. So the first step is, you know, that eyeball catching pin. So that is having that amazing graphic. Like you guys had an amazing episode about how to create Pinterest images. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure we'll have that in the show notes for everyone. You make sure that you actually have a title that's intriguing. You're keyworded. Again, episode 35. It's my favorite. <laughs> and... <laughs> And from there, you want to make sure that obviously they're landing on a blog post that relates. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's common. But you want to make sure this blog post, not only is it well formatted, because we know, especially on Pinterest, a lot of people are on mobile. So you want to make sure you know, you've got your subheads in there. But you want to make sure that you put in some personality that you're actually sort of letting yourself show. And I think that that is why I have such an easy time selling and how I can get people honestly in under three minutes to give me their money without seeing like, I'll give your money every five seconds, every five seconds is because I'm using words like butt faces or spammer face or the examples that I have. So, you know, even if you had, you know, say a chicken recipe and maybe you have like a little picture of you with like the t- or a chicken recipe and like it has like a little hat on it or something like you're being fun and quirky and just yourself, people are going to resonate with that. So they've got useful content and then you have a freebie. And I think a freebie, guys, is just a free gift that you give people to join your email list. And we're going to talk, I have a whole rant about freebies that we'll definitely get to by the end. But you want to make sure that besides just saying it's free, that you're, again, enticing people to actually want to sign up for it. Because again, just like time, everyone's like, oh, I have so many emails. So just to say like, hey, get this free meal plan guide, that's not exciting. But if it's, you know, how to go vegan when you love cheese, people are going to sign up for that because one of the excuses that they have for not going vegan is loving cheese. So when you have this knowledge of your person and really your obsession of them, you can sort of like get that little cash and complainy type of a moment. And so then they sign up for this vegan if you love cheese scenario. So then either on your thank you page, or if you want to do it later on in your email sequence, because I realize everyone has different tolerance. But like on my thank you pages, I offer people what I call an easy yes offer. So Y E S. Some people think that I'm saying A S S. I'm just going to spell it out in case if the kids are listening. Um, and now, like the people that are in my course, love your list. They actually like saying the A S S instead. They make it think it. They seem really cool when they say it. So an all an easy yes offer is is sort of that next step. So we have this blog post and then we have this freebie that answers a yeah, but question. We call that the Sir Mix-a-Lot principle after baby got back because he likes big butts and so does your wallet. So you've got your yeah, but, and that's like, okay, so I've got this one problem solved from the freebie. What's that next thing that people are going to want? And then that's where that easiest offer comes in. And I'm sure we'll definitely have time after we go through the fuel on how you can actually map out that thank you page. Because my way of thinking this is like, you know, I don't want to sell or I don't want to seem like I'm money hungry or people are going to like hate me or any of this sort of stuff. But if you know that your person is coming to a site and they have a particular problem and you know that this is the next logical step, it's like, look, my freebie is totally going to solve X, but I know why is coming up right after you're kind of a jerk for not telling them about it, especially if they already went into Pinterest, whether they're scrolling in the smart feed or they actually typed in your keyword because you listened to Kate and you came up first and they're like, they want to solve this problem right now. So you're kind of a jerk making them wait like four days to hear about your thing that can help them now. Why make them suffer for four days? Like, just let them know. And usually on that page, um, I'll be honest with you, we usually offer some type of discount. You don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to have a timer if you don't want to. And again, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. So really, the the four sort of steps is that pin that you have, the eye-catching image, it's keyworded, so that way it comes up. And you have a really sort of catchy, more of like curiosity-inducing title. Then you'll have a blog post with either an opt-in form or a link to a landing page. We can talk about the difference between those things if you want. And then on that thank you page, which for the record is the only part of your email marketing, we call it an ecosystem in my world. It's the only part we can guarantee they'll see. Like just because they sign up for your freebie doesn't mean they're actually going to open that email. 
So literally the only thing after the blog post that we can guarantee is that thank you page. So we need to make better use of that thank you page rather than just like, thanks for signing up. So even if you don't have an offer, guys, if you take nothing away from this episode, make sure you've got something good on there. What's the next logical step? Do you want to make sure they're following you on Pinterest? Do you want them to join your Facebook group? Do you want them to share out about your freebie? Do you just want them to go to their inbox? Explain to them why it matters to them. Why should they go to their inbox? Not just because, hey, you've got a PDF waiting, but it's like, hey, if you've really been struggling with going to the grocery store and actually getting home and not being like, crap, I forgot something, go to your inbox right now. They're like, oh, okay, I better go to my inbox because I hate that feeling. Notice how it was feeling. So those are sort of the four steps. Well, and what I love about that and want to call out in all of it is that um, this process, number one, getting all these things in place is going to take a while, but that's okay. It doesn't have to like take forever, but it's going to be like, you know, crafting it all. But also one of the things I think you pointed out is there's personality to all of it. There's this thing where you get to breathe life into it instead of like what you said as your opt-in saying, sign up for my newsletter. Well, I don't know what that means. And I don't know what I'm going to get. So then when you go deeper into this whole idea of the vegan and the cheese and all of that, then you're adding into something that piques my interest. And I think in today's world where there's just so much screaming for our attention, if you get someone that's funny, if you get someone that's actually making it a little um, entertaining, then you're much more likely to follow through this process that we just went through and then continue on to the easy yes offer page because you've hooked in their attention. And I love that even when you're describing it, it's coming across so well, your personality and your love for it. And I think that's what people also want to feel is that, oh, you're invested in me and in my business and how we're going to grow. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, and this is where, and I know I said, we'll talk about freebies later, but we're going to talk about them now where people tend to have either a big jump or like a disconnect. So they might have say a freebie, like, um, you know, 10 ways to grow your traffic that nobody knows about. Okay. But then on the thank you page for the easiest offer, it's a traffic building course. In my head, I've already finished that traffic building problem because you said the freebie is going to take care of my traffic. So what's the next issue that I'm going to actually have? What's going on? So what are the ones that I have? I have a Trello board that has a whole bunch of like um, group promotion stuff on there. But it's like, if you've got 12 tabs open right now, while you're reading this, keep scrolling. And they're like, because that's, and we're going to talk about this in a second. That's a moment. That is how is disorganization, because I'm ultimately selling a Trello course, going to show up for people. It's having a million tabs open. It is, you know, missing bills. And that's really how you're going to draw people in. It's not like the second that you're like, okay, go check your inbox. And here's a special offer. No one wants your special offer at that point. What you need to show them is, okay, you've satisfied step A, but if step B is still going on, here's what we're going to do for you. Here's how we can help. And because I know that it's kind of a risk to invest in someone you just met, I'm even going to give it to you cheaper. And if you don't like it, I mean, you guys can all decide what your refund policies are going to be. You can have your money back or not, however you want to run your business. Right. Okay. I want to ask this before we get into the this what the system is fueled by, because here's an objection I get from people quite a bit. Is they say to me, I don't think email marketing is worth it. How would you respond to somebody? You, you know, you've just laid out this and said that it can lead to a sale. What would you say to somebody who said email marketing just isn't worth the investment? You grew the wrong audience. Mm. Just straight up, you grew. You are, I think the example that we had talked about, and it's not mine, guys. It's another uh, famous copywriters. He says something um, to the effect, well, we'll just do my version. Like, why would you grow a list of vegans if you're going to sell hamburgers? That's the biggest issue. And I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular, but some lifestyle bloggers, I won't say who or what, who they're trying to help, they will find that a blog post went viral on Pinterest, which is awesome. But then they automatically assume, oh, I need to create a freebie so that I am capturing these people's email addresses. Well, if the post that went wild is like where to get free cricket like printables for your scrapbook, and then all of a sudden, like your freebie is like, oh, and here's 10 more places I didn't include but you hate talking about cricket. You don't really talk about scrapbooking. You can't think of anything that you could ever offer these people that they'd want. Well, you just wasted your time. Of course, your convert kit bill stinks. But if you are looking to only attract the right people on your email list, like your return is going to be huge. But you've got to know who you actually want on that list and who you want to talk to them about. 
So that's why it's a waste of time. Like I have a lot of students now in Loverless in my full course and they're like, I've got 10,000 people on my email list, but nobody buys. I'm like, well, what are they signing up for? And it was back in the day, like 2016, where everyone's like, have content upgrades. That's where if you have a popular post, you just create a freebie. I'm like, well, that's why you've got a whole bunch of variety. You don't like talking about that stuff. And it's like, you have no interest in ever making a product or even partnering with an affiliate to help people with this. Well, of course, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. Get the right people on it first. By all means, just go get Mediavine and make sure that you fill up that other blog post with as many affiliate links as looks pretty. <laughs> But you don't need to ask them to hop on your email list if they're not the right people. Being on your list is a privilege. So you need to treat it like one. Don't let in the riffraff that won't like the free iPad if you're never going to talk about free iPads. Like a 10,000 person list is going to do nothing if they're the wrong 10,000. Yes. Amen to that. And one of the things that we discovered, and this is just for people who do accidentally get the wrong people, is that we have a viral pin that is how to clean up Pinterest boards and we have an opt-in. What we realized is that the common person who loves Pinterest really cared about how clean their boards were, but they weren't interested in marketing. And so what we did was when they get the free, because they do want the checklist to still be able to do it, we have them be able to self-select to go off of our list to say like, oh, you didn't want this. Go ahead. And you're not a marketer. Go ahead. We won't email you anymore. So they're going to, so then we can keep the ones who are marketers and we let the ones who aren't just go. And so if that was an interesting realization for us to continue to talk to the right people and not waste time with those people who didn't want, they weren't really interested in Pinterest marketing. I'm not going to continue to talk to them. So very interesting. The other thing that we get with that, especially is people that help like pregnant moms or kids of toddlers. So like, well, why would I grow an email list? Because after nine months, like the people are going to unsubscribe. It's like, well, that's when you go make friends with somebody else in your niche who happens to talk about toddlers and you can have at the bottom of all your emails already had your bundle of joy, click here. I've had an amazing time with you. You might want to go check out this next resource. So now you are an amazing resource to them when they needed you, when it was scary, and now you're giving them the next step. And go figure, people have friends. (gasps) Again, right? Treat people like people. People have friends. They're going to be like, oh my goodness, like I was on Sally's email list. It made such the difference when I was pregnant. I know that you just found out, but you need to be on her email list. So you treat them like gold for the nine months that you've got them. Yeah. Amen to that. And it's community over, you know, competition, right? I love that. I love, love. Okay. I know people are dying to get to it. So let's get to it. What is this whole system fueled with? Okay. So when I was talking to Kate about this, it's fueled by M&Ms, like the candy and not like the wrapper. I know I talk about Sir Mix a lot, but so... The first thing that really starts with is mindset. I know that's a really like buzzworthy type of word right now that's going around, but really it's your attitude, especially towards selling. And that's why when even we started this interview, like I'll be straight up honest. Yes, I'm a copywriter. Do I bleed the alphabet? No, I actually have dyslexia, which means I mess up words and I misspell stuff. I'm a talker, not a typer. So you need to be able to kind of get over your own mental junk. And for a lot of people, it's selling. And that's why, especially when I'm talking to my students, because we want to help so much, you have to realize that most people are not going to take action until they put down money, like actual money. We've all signed up for a million free challenges. But when we actually invest in Kate's membership site for Pinterest, we're actually going to do what she says because we've got skin in the game. So you cannot feel bad. Like you're not stealing people's money and you're going to serve people at different levels because some people like they really want to master Pinterest. So they are going to hop in to this mastermind membership because they are in it to win it. Other people, it's just like, eh, it's just not really a priority right now. So we need to start seeing selling as helping and really almost guaranteeing that people are going to get better results. Now, for some people, again, that always stress up that, well, what if I say that it's, you know, Pinterest to PayPal in three minutes flat and it's five minutes or six minutes. If somebody did everything you could in most circumstances, you know, have you replicated it yourself, then you can go ahead and say that. If you don't feel comfortable saying a headline like that, then don't. Like, again, this is all about mindset and really comfortability. So you've got to be comfortable with those two things and realize that asking people for money is not stealing from them. It is not bad. It is just going to help them get results more. And that's what we want. So that's like number one. And it's like probably the biggest piece that not a lot of people ever talk about, but it's Mm. so important. It is really important. important. And I have to, I have to make just an affirmation of that because I will say for me, um, I was talking with somebody the other day and it's almost like I have too much information about Pinterest accounts that sometimes that holds me back a little bit from, from declaring something that will work. Cause you know, 
I, I do have that mindset block that you just talked about. You know, whether it's three minutes or five minutes or whatever it is, I'm always afraid to say your account will grow X because I don't know, right? Like I, it's almost like I've seen too much. But I think that's this that is the selling point of what we offer is that we have seen so much. We can tell you it's like a doctor, right? You go into a doctor's office and there you're talking to them and they're going to give you all this feedback because they have seen so much that they can help you work through it. And I I think it is hard for people to go what if what if they don't get results? They're going to be upset with me, right? And then, and then they pull back. So then, automatically, that's your first hurdle. You know, it's just yeah. But then it's not fair for the seventeen other people that if you had just gone out and talked about your offer a little bit more, would have had amazing results. But because you were too scared of that one person, these other seventeen lost out. Now you're the jerk face because you didn't give them an opportunity to pay you. Right? No, that's a great. It's almost like going into taking the doctor analogy. It's going to the doctor's office and telling him everything that or her everything that has just happened, and they go. Hmm, I don't know if I can give you an answer because what if it doesn't work? I would be super upset. I'd be like, I came to you for an answer. So this is really good as I'm talking it out. So mindset number one. Yeah, that's like the first M in the M&Ms type of scenario. And again, for those guaranteeing results, it's like, look, I can't guarantee results. I can tell you that if thing does hit the fan, which has happened from some of our people, we have enough knowledge to troubleshoot you and get you back on track faster. There you go. Now you don't have to guarantee results. It's all true. So the second part of that, and this is the second M, and this is muses. And muses is just a fancy schmancy word for your people, but it fit with the analogy. So go with me here, people. Another copywriter had also used muses. And I'm like, that's really great. I believe her name is Courtney. I came up forgetting her last name. So we'll give Courtney her credit. She came up with muses. And what I mean by people is not like, oh, my person's name is Sally Sue and she's got a gardening blog and she wants to get on Mediavine. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What is Sally Sue whining about? What is she complaining about? What are all those yeah buts, again, Sir Mix-a-Lot comes in here, that she's complaining about? Yeah, I want to learn Pinterest, but I never get a viral pin. Yeah, but it takes forever. Yeah, but tailwind costs too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is all the things that she is actually complaining about? And whatever it is about your topic, you really want to know what these are. Again, someone who might be kind of flirting with the idea of going vegan, I want to go vegan. Yeah, but I love cheese too much. That's something that if someone who's contemplating going veganism, they read on your website, they're like, oh my goodness, how did she know that I have a possession with cheese? <laughs> and then they want all of your stuff because, and this is how selling becomes less gross by this, the M&M's fuels really is because we're not just slapping people with stuff saying, oh, I know better than this. It's this, it's, this is what's going on in your life. So when you know what your muses are complaining about, you also know kind of what their dreams are. And I'm not talking dreams like, Oh, you know, have your dream business and, you know, wake up to sales every day. Like everyone's heard that everyone is just going to brush you off as fluff. No one's going to like it. How do those highs and lows actually show up? So for like my person, a business of their dreams is they want to be able to go to Whole Foods, slap down their debit card and not care how much it costs without batting an eyelash. That is what my person wants. That is a physical representation. That is a scene. We call them moments. That is the third M that everyone goes bonkers for. There's like, moments. that's amazing. That makes them so excited. Maybe it is somebody wants to earn enough money from their blog. So that way their um, subscribe and save for Amazon for their diapers can go through every month and they don't have to worry about it. Okay, so what does having this dream business look for your person? What does having this dream garden actually do for people? How does it look like? What does it smell like? Um, what are the famous lines where it's like, what about it's for smell? It's like, you know, have um, sales come into your PayPal before your coffee gets cold. That's a scene that someone can grasp on. And here's where, right? And here's where the, when it, one of the first S's, because there's two S's, again, bear with me here, is sculpting. So I always like to tell people when they're writing copy, especially to sell anything or honestly blog posts, is that you need to ch- start with a chunk of marble. I am not out of the top of my head going to every time come up with my person wants to go to Whole Foods and slap down her debit card without betting an eyelash. I might just say she wants to be able to pay her bills. But then I'll go back and I'm like, what's a more specific, concrete way I can actually say this? What does having a business of her dreams look like? What does being able to fit into pants actually look like? Well, a moment for that is instead of like, you know, losing weight, it's, you know, imagine going to TJ Maxx and pulling up a size six over your hips and realizing they're too big. And for the first time in your life, you're a size four 
and you did it. Like all of a sudden, I'm not just like, you need to lose weight. I'm painting an emotional picture and people are sticking with it. But I needed to have that chunk of marble of smaller clothes to be able to get there. Okay. And actually have a special bonus for people about more so into sculpting, not the moments part, but like other little things that you can do, like, you know, using contractions when you talk in your copy. So instead of like, you are suffering from this, it's you're suffering from this, like no one's buying your stuff. So that's really good for not sounding like a robot as well. And that comes to, and like I said, we, we'll talk about the free gift at the end that's pulled from my paid course, because I love that one. It's called copy hacks that anybody can sort of use when they're like, how do I sculpt things? Here's how you're going to sculpt it. And the last one is really letting yourself shine. So that's where the last S is to shine. You have to be able to let your personality out. And one of my favorite things to say is if you're not funny, don't be funny. Like, don't because it's going to come off as insincere because people can just feel things because people are intuitive. We all are, regardless of if you're like, oh, I'm so logical. Now you can feel things. And <laughs> because of that, you won't be afraid to write because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to email my list and like come off as sounding weird. But if you're like, I'm just emailing my friends who they love scrapbooking as much as I do, then you're going to be excited. You're naturally going to talk to them like another person who loves scrapbooking. And if you were working on a project and your cat like twinkles got onto your project, now there's glue everywhere, take a picture and now you're going to talk about that in your email. So that's how you can sort of add personality. I talk about adding, you know, gifts in there just about to spice things up. Maybe you are like, no, I'm a really buttoned up person. So maybe for you, you're going to use really interesting studies or statistics that not many people would know about. Like occasionally I'll toss those in. I'm a more casual fun brand, but like there is a marketing Sherpa actually had this quote and it was that 72% of people prefer to get marketing messages through email. So if you're posting on Instagram to get people to buy stuff, you're more annoying than emailing them. And for myself, my, my Sally Sue, if you will, she's very concerned about annoying people. It's like, well, Sally Sue, if you're Instagramming about your business, you're worse. So they're like, whoa. So it's kind of breaking that paradigm. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's when you're obsessed with your person, you know, I mean, everyone's like, but like, who would have objections to garden? Maybe they've tried gardening before and they failed. Maybe they want to garden because when they were little and they went over to their nanny's house, that's grandmother in Italian, it's Nona, but we'll move on. Like, she always had tomato plants and basil and the house always felt so nice. So like, that's why they want to have a garden. Know these things about your person. And then you're never going to push because it's just like, this is what's happening. And here's, I've look, you need to learn B. Oh, look, I have product C that's going to help you out here. Let's go ahead and do this right mm, now. For sure. Okay. So recap those. There's five, correct? Uh, yes. The M&Ms, if you will. So the first one is mindset. And sometimes for some people, it's going to take longer to clear out than others. And it's what is your own mindset around selling, around writing, around copywriting? I mean, we all have an English teacher who has a giant butt face that we're trying to like get up against. So mindset, really accept that selling is helping. The second one is being obsessed with your muses, which is your people. What are they whining about? Why are they whining about it? How are things like problems and situations and even victories? How do they know they've made it? How does that show up? physically, mentally, emotionally for people. You know, a lot of the people that I help in the blogging sphere, it is now their husband's not like, oh, were you just playing on the computer all day long again? How are things showing up in real life? One of the common phrases I'll say to my students are, does anyone actually talk like that? Because if the answer is no, you're not going to write it. If no one's saying, I want to step into my feminine power, then don't say it because people are going to be like, what? And so we don't want that. <laughs> and the other part of that, guys, is, of course, the moments. And then you want to let yourself shine. And of course, sculpt. So just let yourself write like anything, any email you're going to write, any sales page, landing page, even blog post, let it be bad. Just don't try to make one sentence perfect before you move on. Move on, get it all out because that's a different part of your brain. And then go back in and think, how can I make this sound crunchier? How can I make it more colorful? How can I get more specific with it? And then you're going to get some amazing stuff. And the more you do it, the better you I love that reminder too, because a lot of people, like you just said, we can't move past that line until we get it right. And so therefore we're stuck on it and we don't move forward. I also like that you put this disclaimer in our notes, like you don't need to have a paid offer or affiliates before you put this into place. So tell me what your thought was behind that. Okay. So what do you do that is, let's just be real, guys. Most of us in the back of our head have like a service or a course or even an ebook. They're like, oh man, you know what? I would love to write a book about productivity one day. So even though one day hasn't happened yet, 
we can start attracting the type of people that we would want to help with our productivity. So the way that our sort of Pinterest to PayPal in three minutes, it might not be the three minutes, but we're going to start by having articles that are answering that yeah, but we're going to make sure that our freebie is sort of that natural next step, or maybe it is a mini course, but it's answering a very specific yeah, but like, you know, how to get, you know, how to declutter your house when you love things, I don't know, or you're obsessed with or clutter bug, I think is the terminology. So then it's like, okay, so now I have this list of people that have proven that they've already liked this stuff. What would be the next step for them? So that way, when you are ready, or you are looking for affiliates, like, okay, what type of product would these people like that I can sort of bake into my sequences, you already have people that are excited about that topic. And where most people to honestly drop the ball, besides the mindset part, when they're like, Oh, I have to sell, I've got to sound like a you know, the sham wow guy all of a sudden is sometimes they'll give away the whole kitchen sink for free. People aren't taking action. Like, let's just be real. They're just not. And then when they go to try to sell them something, they're like, oh, well, you've already helped me with this. So you have to make sure that you're showing them the whole system. So like when people join my list, if they get, I have one that's a whole bunch of different email ideas on the, the easiest offer on that thank you page. It's like, okay, I told you the ideas, but do not know what to write in them. Here are some templates that you can have to write for them. Done for you style of products work really, really well as easy as offers you can have on the thank you page. You can just have them to have them, but just start attracting the type of people that you feel like you'd want to help. And then if in six months, you're like, you know what? I think I'd much rather do yoga than productivity. Then you email the people like people because hopefully you've been talking the whole time and you're like, guys, you know how you can just sort of twist and turn and grow into things? Well, here's where I'm growing into. And if you want to stay aboard, that's awesome. Hit this button and we'll do it together. If not, it's been amazing serving you and I heart you and go on your way. And that's like, okay, so now you have permission to pivot. Now you have the space to not be like, oh, well, I can't have a freebie because I don't have an easiest offer because I can't have this. No, when you're thinking a couple steps ahead, once that piece gets in there, it's just one page on your website. You're just going to flip and be like, okay, now I've got an easiest offer to offer. Here we go. Definitely. So if people are in this, right, like I'm thinking of the person who's really just getting started and they're getting up and running. What would you tell them as far as how much time to begin to put into this process in order to make it effective? So should they do, you know, we had the four steps, basically like we have the pin, obviously, we would say, do your pen, do all that, the post, the landing page, the thank you page. If somebody's just started out, what would you tell them to really, um, I wouldn't, because all these are really important. So it's hard to ask that question, where would they focus? But um, how, maybe I'm asking more like the people who come to me and say, I feel like I have so much to do. I feel like I have so much to get um, done for my business between Pinterest and email and all this stuff. If you could tell them one thing to focus on or how much time to limit themselves on like going overboard? What would you say? I absolutely love that question. Especially again, time people relate really well to time. So I know this you're gonna be like, okay, this isn't one of the four. Um, it would really be about those people that you want to help and what you ultimately want to help them with. Because once you kind of get that nailed down again, it doesn't have to be that way forever. But when you have a general idea then you'll be able to create a freebie that's going to help them with one of your yeah buts. Because I always tell my students when we're coming up with a freebie, it's got to solve one specific sexy problem. So for example, in our marketing niche, no one wants to do an ideal client avatar. But I know the more you know about your muses, the more you obsess about them, the more you honestly stalk them on Facebook, the better and more high converting everything you create is going to be. But I'm never going to create a freebie because no one's going to want it. Because remember, people buy and click with emotion. They don't do it with logic. So I would sit down and just create, okay, so at some point I want to, you know, even if it's like chicken recipes, you're like, okay, I want to have a cookbook someday. What are all the yabots that people could have about cooking, particularly your style of cooking? Is it that they, you know, can only do it in five minutes? Is it that they're tired that their kids never eat their stuff? Is it that they're looking for different ways to do chicken recipes? Think of all of those yabots and then pick one, just one and be like, okay, that's the one that I'm going to make my freebie about. All right. So then now you have a whole list of things that you could say, talk about on emails afterwards, or that you can turn into blog posts because that's going to catch someone's attention. Cause it's going to be like, how did she know that I'm having trouble? Cause I hate making two dinners, one for me and one for the kids. She knows cause she's obsessed with you. And that just like, cut yourself some slack. So when it comes to freebies, I feel like people can obsess, but remember it's the internet and things can change and things can tweak. I'm a big fan, especially when you're starting out 
is to go with something that's PDF based, not like a whole ebook, not like a video course or a challenge. While those are really great, I think that people can psych themselves up and take too long. Did I say too much? Am I hitting all the right pain points? All of that. Just think, okay, what is one yeah but that I can help people with and this overall general thing of like wellness? Okay, they need to get this thing settled. I'm going to create a PDF that does that. And I'm going to tell them, hey, now that you've got a morning routine down, the next thing that you should be working on is B. And then that gives you a whole bunch of room to later on, if you want to create a bigger course or have other email topics, you can do it. So, so it's about knowing the arc and the journey that your person's going to take. Yeah, so true. And then it's not an overnight success, even though every Facebook ad under the sun promises overnight success. <laughs> like <laughs> it's going to take some time, right? And it's, I know for me, my very first PDF was like, five tips on being successful on Pinterest. And then we went to the planner that next year. And the planner now has actually become our pillar opt-in and we update it every couple of years. And that's just people send us pictures of how they download it and they bind it at the office supply store. And they send us pictures throughout the year of how they fill in the numbers. And that took a while to get there. So those of you who are listening who are like, I just don't have my opt-in. Sometimes it just means you know, exactly like what you said, stalking them on um, Facebook or reading the emails that come into your inbox. I know your inbox can be overwhelming and there's a lot of emails, but you would be amazed at the people who take time to email you back about your content is giving you a lot of information about what you can create for them because they're telling you, I love this or what if you did this? Don't, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, I hate email. I want to get out of it. I totally get it. But people are still using email to email you back when you email them. And that for me, I know, um, I'm sure you do this as well. But one of the things we have in our sequence is to ask people how we can help them. And what we get back is kind of remarkable at what they're struggling with when it pertains to Pinterest. And so to really listen to that. I feel like there's so much information in this episode. It's so awesome. Okay, so if... Uh, I could talk forever. I know, I could I love too. answering that though. That's my favorite. And for that, because everyone will be like, oh, ask me like, what are you struggling with? Again, remember, there's cash and complaining. And just in general, like, are you more willing to be like, oh, I'm struggling with this best friend? Or are you willing to just start complaining? So like one of the emails that I say, is you can just say like, hey, how's everything going with your email? Hey, how's everything going with Pinterest? Uh, fill in the blank for me. You can literally give a fill in the blank and that's going to be an only email that you send. Um, I know I really should have email marketing, but, and then literally have them email you back with all their butts. The things that you will get back are amazing. Amazing, guys. And you can do this. Like, you can do this. You can award them on freebie. The only thing that I do want to say about freebies before we go is if you are really looking to cultivate a list that you ultimately sell to that's easier than not, resource libraries are a tough, tough one to convert into sales because you cannot dictate how someone is going to go through that resource library. Now, if you want to create a kit that say like, you know, three PDFs, like even then it's almost an information overload. So if you do go for the resource library, like that sequence that follows afterwards, that welcome sequence, it needs to be pretty dialed in. So that's the only thing I will say. Resource libraries, they're a little tough. And tough. I've, we've found, we've tried that too here, is our resource library can hit on so many different pain points. And what we discovered at SimplePin is we have actually three different avatars, start, grow, scale. And we have to speak to each one of them so differently. We can't talk to a scale person who's like ready to hire us, like a person who's way back at the beginning going, do I even need Pinterest for my brand? And so you have to really dial in. Whereas if you have a resource library that touches on so many different things, you're, like you said, you can't dial in on exactly what it is they need. And that's that, that's a, a huge waste of your time, I guess I would say, if you're going to invest in this huge resource library and then not get information on the other side about what they really, really need, because there's so much stuff in there. It's like, yeah, sure. You can kind of like see in your analytics, depending how you have it up, like, oh, are they clicking on this one resource page more than anything else? But it's, it's very hard because again, being on your list is a privilege. So you want to create a journey for people. It's just really hard to create a cohesive one. So if you have one, I don't want to be like, oh, I wasted my time. But like, it might be one of those you either need to pair it back or maybe like a little bonus that you give to people after they've been on your list for a while. And then you send a series where you're highlighting one PDF after another. But sometimes if you're given this resource library with all this information, they're never going to want to give you their wallet because they never see a reason to. It's like, I give a crap ton of free content, but if you actually want me to teach you how to write words that sell, if you want the templates, like that's where it's going to 
actually come to money. And some people are like, okay, because I showed you the system. It's not just about growing an email list. It's about learning how to talk to them. It's about going consistently. It's about getting comfortable with sales. It's about having a sales page that actually works. Because that's why like my biggest problem with email marketing is everyone just tells you grow this list, grow this list, grow this list. That means nothing. That means nothing. You can't pay your electric bill with subscribers. And why would you? Because they're people on the other end. Like they're human souls, guys, whether you believe in a higher power or not. Like I'm not going to treat those people like numbers. I'm going to treat them like someone that came to me because they had a problem and yo, I can solve it. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) Totally. Good, good segue there. (laughs) I always say too, like if, you know, in the beginning I had seven subscribers on my list and I started to think of them as people in my living room. And they're just people who are hanging out. And then pretty soon they outgrew my living room, but there's still people that show up and want to listen to me. And so, yeah, I love that. They are people for sure. Okay. Where can people go to find you? And I heard you mention that you have freebie for my people. So talk a little bit about that. You're practicing what you preach. I love it. I am. And this is a special one, guys. It's not available anywhere else. It's because I'm like so fangirl about the show. So first of all, I'd say the best place to come hang out with me is the Inbox Besties podcast where we talk a lot about email marketing, mindset, sales, funnels, landing pages, all of that juicy goodness. So you can go to katedoster.com forward slash podcast or just inboxbesties.com, guys, or search for it wherever you're listening to this. You'll find me. I'm jumping on the cover art. It's blue. So that's the first place. But for the free gift for you guys, because I know that we covered a lot. And I think that people get really overwhelmed. Don't, guys. One step at a time. Is if you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash simple pin, I'm actually going to give you a lesson directly from my paid course that is all about email marketing. And it is called Sculpting Quick Fixes. So these are ways like the little thing we talked about, like about contractions or how you want to put in color. So these are ways that after you have that chunk of marble, you can actually start turning it into a sculpture of David as opposed to it just being lumpy. And Never use exclamation points again. Like that's like my biggest high horse. You can only, you get one exclamation point per anything. And it has to be because you're excited for your people. Again, this is why I don't sell things people buy for me. So it's not like, oh my God, guys, I love your list is open. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. It's, oh my goodness, I cannot wait to see all the amazing things you create. You create, exclamation point, exclamation point. That's the only thing that gets it. I'm excited for them and I'm excited for the results. I'm just a tool. <laughs> I'm literally just a tool. That's all it is. Yeah, that's that. I love that concept of like you being the guide, not the hero. And big fan of that um, concept. So I love it. Thank you so much for giving my listeners this. I love it. Make sure you guys go check that out. And for more information, the link to that, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 162. We'll have all the show notes and there's going to be quite a few. We'll have the step-by-steps. We'll have the link where you can go visit Kate's site and her podcast as well as the freebie. So again, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 162. Thanks so much again, Kate, for sharing all of your information and witty humor with us and the Simple Pin Podcast. Thank you.